Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie, and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. Hi, teachers. This is Millie, and I cannot tell you enough how excited I am to be back with you with this new year. And I'm also just thrilled to share with you everything that I have learned the first half of the school year. I know uh, for many of you all going through all of this, going through this pandemic, it has been really heavy. So I have been trying to pick up strategies, trying to pick up tips. I want to share what worked, what didn't work. And I am just, once again, really happy to be here with you today to share with you some strategies that you can use to prepare you for this second half of the school year. Now, usually for me personally, I get out of school in May or during May. This school year has been pushed back a month. (laughs) So I know that I am going to have to be very aware and intentional this second semester. Now, before we get into the podcast, I, of course, every week I want to share a win. And I always say it can be a big win or a small win. And if you have wins that you want to share, just email me at Millie at MyAdventuresInESL.com. And I would share your win out on the podcast. I love sharing things like that because it really motivates other teachers. Now, I want to share a few wins that I've seen in my group, My Adventures in ESL, which is on Facebook. And if you aren't a member, I really want to encourage you to join the group. Now, one of the wins that I've seen is that a lot of teachers are taking action right now to start to prepare for the language assessments for the upcoming school year. Now, if you're like me as well, we have ours upcoming late February, March, which is right around the corner. So it's wonderful to see other teachers preparing for their language assessments. So shout out to all of those teachers that are doing that and are actively planning and preparing for those assessments. As I mentioned earlier, in this week's podcast, we are going to be discussing how you can take simple and effective steps to prepare for the second half of the school year. This is the perfect opportunity right now to renew and refresh your teaching practices for the remainder of the school year. So in other words, don't bring any of those bad habits into the second semester. If it wasn't working the first semester, don't bring it into the second semester. Now, a huge obstacle that educators encounter is that they're just not sure how to prepare for the second half of the school year. Like I mentioned, some things may not have worked out for you the first semester. Now you're kind of like, oh, now what do I do? Now, of course, you don't want to keep going through those same procedures, those same strategies, those same lessons that just were not working for your students. Now, I do know many educators continue the cycle of the first semester, and I don't want you to do that, even though those strategies were clearly not working for you. I want to share a personal story about how this happened to me this school year. At the beginning of the school year, there were a few strategies and activities that I thought are going to be fantastic for the school year, and they end up falling flat for me. One of those things was, I know was really big, was like the Bitmoji classroom. (laughs) 
and like that completely fell flat for me. And I'll still use my Bitmoji in some of the lessons, but the Bitmoji classroom for me personally, it just completely fell flat. And so I am not bringing that <laughs> into the second semester with me. Now, another strategy that fell flat for me is how I presented my lessons to my language learners. Normally, I have slides with check for understanding, and then I usually do stops where students can turn and talk. Well, since we switched to virtual learning, that strategy was clearly not working for me. While teaching during virtual learning, I was visited with those awkward moments of silence and just no engagement from my students. This was really hard for me because I really thrive on a high engagement classroom and my students just weren't responding to my PowerPoint slides, my PowerPoint presentations. It just wasn't getting it for them. Now, throughout the semester, I was constantly reflecting on how I can make a change because I knew that I could not bring this practice into this upcoming semester. I was also noticing that some of the patterns with my middle schoolers that had to be addressed, like I knew that there were some things that had to be addressed. For example, I had some students who were logging into the virtual learning environment and then they were walking away from their computers. <laughs> so I'm sure at elementary school, you all probably don't have their problem, but in middle school it was, and it is probably maybe gonna be something, I did address it last semester, but I'm gonna have to be very intentional about, and vigilant this semester on staying on top of that. But I did have some students who were just logging in and then they would just walk away from the computer. And I had other students who were also showing signs that they were extremely distracted with their learning environment. And what I mean by that is, is that they had maybe little brothers or little sisters that were also in a virtual learning environment and they were distracted about maybe things that they were hearing from the other end of their other students' class, well, not their other students, their brothers and sisters' classrooms. It was loud, it was noisy, they couldn't concentrate. So the, I was also fighting those battles as well. Now, when I started to plan my lessons for the second semester, I knew that I wanted my students to be present and engaged, and I had to design my lessons that way. So my lessons for the second half of the school year will have my students engaged, and it's gonna let me know if they're present and if they're working. And if they are not for some reason, I'm going to be able to immediately identify those students who aren't, and I'm going to be able to address it on the spot. What I'm going to do is that I'm going to make my lessons when I'm doing virtual teaching, I'm going to make them where I can actually see the student working on that slide. So I'm gonna have a slide that I'm gonna share with the classroom and then I'm gonna tell the students, student A, go to slide two and work, student B, go to slide three and work, student C, go to slide four and work, so on. That lets me know, because I can see like them actual typing on the slide. Now you can do this with a PowerPoint presentation, you can do this in Google Slides, you can do it with any slide. That is going to tackle my two biggest problems that I had, which is me knowing if they're present, it's gonna help me check for understanding immediately because I can see them typing and I'll be able to see if they're understanding. It's going to keep them engaged in the lesson. Now things like, them being distracted with their learning environment, that may be beyond my control, 
But what I am going to do is meet with the parents and just see what we can do about giving them a little space somewhere where it's just theirs. Now, this is how it's going to look in my classroom. And I have been thinking about this a lot. And so this week, I'm actually going to be planning for the upcoming school year, a little more in depth, but that is going to be the forefront of my lessons. I'm also going to have um, parts where I am going to do a turn and talk. It's going to look different in a virtual environment. So I may call on student A and say, pose a question. And then I'm going to have student B follow up. And then maybe student C say, hey, what do you think? To kind of get that conversation going. So those are some of the things that I'm thinking about doing for this upcoming semester, just to make sure that my students are engaged and that they are present and to refine some of those strategies that did not work for me that first half of the school year. Like I said, it's gonna look different in everybody's classroom, but I do wanna give you some tools that you can use in your classroom just to make sure that your students are engaged and present. One of those tools or two tools that you can use is Nearpod and Pear Deck. Now, these are great tools that you can use in your lessons. And this is going to also allow you to see immediately which students are participating in the lesson and which students are not. A lot of us have smaller classrooms, which is great. And even if you are co-teaching, if you're co-teaching, you could still use Nearpod and Pear Deck in your lessons with your co-teacher. Like I mentioned, you can also use Google Slides or PowerPoint Slides to have your students interact. You can do things like add pictures on Google Slides. You can have them record their voices on Google Slides and PowerPoint. You can have them draw. I mean, there's so much that you can do on Google Slides and PowerPoint. Just wanna encourage you to start thinking outside the box on those. That's what I had to do. And that's what I'm planning on doing for this upcoming semester. You can also do something where you are assigning, like I mentioned earlier, each student a slide to do their assignment. This will also allow you to see who is completing your assignments and interacting in real time. So if I assign student A um, slide one to complete, and I go to slide one and I see that student A is not typing, I do not see their little blinking cursor on there, I see that there's just nothing there. I know that student A is not engaged and I need to do something immediately to address that. The third thing I want to encourage you to do is use a scope and a sequence to plan your upcoming semester. This is also gonna help you stay on top of your lesson plans for the school year and guide you what you want to do for the second semester. Now, of course, I want you all to take action on every podcast episode. And so here are your next steps. The first thing I want you to do above everything is to reflect on your first semester. Just ask yourself this simple question. What worked well and what changes do you need to make to adjust this upcoming semester? The second thing I want you to do is think about incorporating tools that I mentioned into your classroom that are going to encourage student engagement. And the third thing is plan your second semester with a scope, a scope and a sequence. Plan out what text are you going to be reading? What activities are going to be associated with that text? What are you going to be listening to? What are you all going to be speaking about this second semester? Plan all of that out. That is going to help you with guiding you with what you need to do for the second semester, which is going to prevent you from planning at the last minute. 
It's really going to help you stay on track of your lesson plans for the second semester. Now, I would personally would like to know, how are you preparing for the second semester? Are there things that you are doing that really did not work the first semester that you're changing for the second semester? I would love to know those things. So please share those. You can go to our Facebook community, My Adventures in ESL on Facebook, or you can find me on Instagram, which is My Adventures in ESL. I want to thank everyone for dropping in and listening to today's episode. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com, for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.